Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey. Today on the show, we have um, wonderful Miss Taylor Price. She works for College Possible. Oh, yeah. And um, <laughs> she uh, agreed to do the show on very short notice this evening. Um, I'm kind of sick. Uh, throat's killing me. Coming out of something, I don't know, because it's fucking... Fucking, yeah, the temperature keeps fluctuating and shit. It's fucking with my immune system, but we're gonna power through it. Um, so, Taylor, how was your day today? I spent my day mostly laying in bed, y'all. Yeah, because why, why, why were you laying in bed, Taylor? Because <laughs> I drank too much wine. Oh, man. <laughs> we've all, we've been there, so that's why we're just here to drink some more. <laughs> it looks like pee, yeah, but, um, but it's, it's not. It is. It's Moscato, Francia Moscato, because yeah. I love Moscato. Especially the Francia take on Moscato, <laughs> right? Living my best life. Yeah. You just gotta do what you gotta do. Really? It's that 34 glasses. You can't go wrong with that deal. That's like uh, how much goes into a box? Uh, a bag is 34, 34 glasses, five ounces oh, each. Wow. I feel like uh, we shouldn't be telling people that. Because they're gonna try to like... Uh, <laughs> They're gonna try to take that challenge on. Oh man! Yeah. Well, uh, we had our high five at networking jam last night, and we I found some uh, leftover high lives. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, so we have these two. Um, let's crack. Let's em. get into it. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I spilled beer. Good old, good old. I think I've spilled beer on like like. 80% of my episodes that I've drank beer. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm always spilling it, but... It's like, it's okay. It's fine. Mm. You know, you tried. Hey, I'm, I'm, just, no, I'm the only one who uses this table, to my knowledge. So... It's just stories at this point. Right, time. yeah. Yeah, this, this table is making history. But it's also stained with a lot of beer. Mm, so... I feel it. Taylor, what we talk about on Mr. Nice Guy... We talk about love and fear, mm -hmm. specifically through sort of like a profession um, and, or creativity, like just how those driving forces, uh, you know, inspire you to chase after it, inspire you to do what you do. Um, because at the end of the day, love and fear accounts for pretty much every decision we make, everything we like everything we do all of our goals oh, you never lied things things that we're passionate about so um so uh for one let's start with um specifically what your job entails man interviews for my job i just actually was interviewed for my um my job not too long ago to be featured in our like um what is that called fundraising event video they show to all the funders at this big dinner that they hold um, but my current position is an AmeriCorps position. It's pretty cool. Um, I found it on Indeed. Mm. I was a student of pre-college programming, which is a pre-college program. And um, I plan on working in the admissions office at Stevens Point, but that didn't work out. So I seen something open here in Milwaukee. Mm -hmm. So I help low-income first-generation students access college. 
and I helped juniors last year. Um, I helped recruit the new juniors for this year, continue working with my students into their senior year. So sure. I've officially had one graduation ceremony, which was awesome. It was at Panther mm -hmm. Arena. Cool. Um, and like they just showed out and I've made like live videos because I was like that person. Yeah. Um, and then I have another ceremony this Friday for my other high school. So that's kind of what I do. It entails like life. Um, man, like I never thought I was going to be working in a high school anytime soon. Like mm -hmm. that's, I was an education major and I switched my major because like I didn't want to be that hot mess teacher yeah. that hadn't given herself enough time to get to know herself. So I was like, you know, I'm going to switch my major to communication and see what I can do with that, which this is what I'm doing with that. So, yeah. um, this is my second year working for College Possible. I'll be done the end of June. Now I have to find another job. Oh, man. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Those finite jobs. <clears throat> I plan on I'm applying to do something similar to what my position is. So um, we'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. But I got options out there. You know, I do my networking. I put my best foot forward out there as much as possible. And I showed myself in a positive light. So... I would say you succeeded. I mean, <laughs> considering uh, how Taylor and I met, actually. Um, oh, how did we meet, Taylor? How did we meet? Good old Bumble. Yes. Shout out Bumble. Shout out Bumble. Um, Bumble. The queen. I, uh, me over here. Um, I yeah. like that app so much. I, um... Gosh, how did I... Where did our conversation start? I, I don't remember exactly. I know it was last summer. Ooh, it was wine and cuddling. Oh, yeah, right, right. Wine it was cuddling. wine and cuddles. Wine! Which uh, we did end up wine and cuddling, yeah. and we had a, a wholesome time. But we became friends out of it. Mm-hmm. And, um... Yeah, when I, I mean, I, I have uh, since removed the dating apps off of my phone. But back in, you know, when I was uh, doing some soul searching and was present on pretty much every dating app there is. <laughs> I, um, I, I think Bumble is like, a lot of people just get really like annoyed by Tinder because it's a lot of like, I don't know, I feel like of all the dating apps, Tinder's kind of like the one you start with. Yeah. It's kind of like, the, it's easy to use and it's simple and it's just like, you know, there's not really any kind of nuance to it. It's either you match with somebody or you don't. But then Bumble is kind of unique because the the girl has to start the conversation. So uh, yep. kind of helps. I feel like it sort of helps uh, wean out some of like the creeps um, that are always like messaging the girl for or a like scat. The the avid, uh, what are they, like the all swipers? Yeah. Oh, those it, people yeah. drive me crazy. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like, I'm, just, uh, yeah. I'm just on here because... That's how I feel like I hear people. I'm just on here looking for fun. Looking for a good yeah, time. Which, I, like I mean, I can't lie. Like, I mean, I for a while I was definitely on there because I was single and wanted to just, you know, meet some uh, pretty girls. And uh, I did clearly. Me, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but but I feel like people something that I, I don't know. I, I think that um, it, I mean it depends on the app, but like I don't feel like it's really wise to look for something very particular when you're on a dating app because you never know where it's gonna go. You never know who you're gonna meet. True. You could end up becoming finding someone you're just you just become friends with. 
uh, you might wind up in some kind of uh, you have a lot of hookup situation. You have a lot of Bumble friends, fr Bumble friends, because like I was talking to one of your friends at your birthday party, mm. and then he was like, "Yeah, Ben has like a lot of friends off of Bumble, like kind of weird, but like it just like happens." And I'm like, "Yep, that's how I met Ben." <laughs> It's like people look at dating apps in like a binary where it's like you're either on there to like hook up and fuck around or you're there to That's so find true. a relationship. But really like, I mean, it can really go, you don't, you never know who you're going to meet and you might find somebody that you hook up with a couple times and become good friends with, or you might find someone that you really fall head over heels for right away, or you might find someone that sucks and you don't revisit that but <laughs> but like yeah that like happens yeah <laughs> I feel like that happens often. yeah so like is like is that kind of um would you say like your intentions sort of fall in that area or like do you have like what like what's your philosophy with using dating apps I got uh, my bio here I'll read my bio out loud because this is me fed up. I'm just like at the point of time where I'm just like, I'm trying to be as transparent as possible, as open as possible. Like what you, what you see is what you get. Like to the point where like my profile picture is like me and a romper, like as, as I can be as a human, yeah. as all human I can be. So my bio goes a little like this. Over this dating shit, looking for someone who doesn't mind intimacy on the first date, who will respect me after, looking for consistency, men are trash, prove me wrong, and I did like the little trash emoji, it's so cute. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> it, it's glorious, I yeah. enjoyed making this. Um, why are white men so afraid of dating black, To so afraid to date black women, I'm all about that squirrel lifestyle, hashtag interracial dating. Um, like. Yes, if you smell good, I don't drive. So, I was like as transparent as possible with this. Yeah, that, that's as upfront as you can get. Yeah, man. And we don't just like, we don't like think that being so like sexually, romantically liberated is like, it's, it's, not, it's like frowned upon to do that. And like when people are like, but like, I feel like it's only frowned upon just because of, you know, the stigma in society to like, you know, for like hookup culture or to just, you know, be a free spirit, you know, like you're, we're, we're like, we're taught like all our lives that like, we need to find a partner. That we one have to person. Find a partner. Yeah. Oh my God. But some people are polyamorous. Some I, people. I did go on a date with somebody that was polyamorous and yeah. it was really cool to just kind of hear about like what that's like. And mm -hmm. he was a really cool guy. Yeah. Like poly, like some people just don't believe in like that one person whatsoever. And they live perfectly true to themselves doing it. Mm -hmm. And Man, like romance and and love is it's complicated and it's just it doesn't just go one way for some people. Yeah. Shit, like so, shit, like just fuck around, have fun, but just be decent about it. I feel is just yeah. really all it takes. And be not be a terrible communicator. Like mm. oh my god. Yeah, Taylor was just telling me some tea before we started this episode. Oh, I am so 
sick of people being so bad at communicating. Like, but yet we're on our phones all constantly. All the time. Like, yeah, we suck at communicating. If you check your phone to check the time, and if you see a text message, how hard is how hard is it to like respond? Right. Yeah. Is it, it like is it painful? Like I'm I'm guessing. Does, do your fingers like cramp up when you're oh typing at your phone? I was just checking the time. Now I'm sending a text message. Like, yeah. I just get I don't know. I get in my head. That's the problem. Like, I also like most definitely have abandonment issues. I do too. So I do too. That feeds like everything ambiguous abandonment too like having no reason to disappear out of my life like mm. i like having or hearing a reason to you know get a peace of mind or like move on mm -hmm. so people don't do that for me they just be like ghosting i'm so sick of being ghosted like that's my i'm like if you're about gosh if you're just not feeling it just let me know you're not feeling right it. yeah and there's, but people are just afraid of, I think they're afraid of like the outcome or like how you're going to react. Like, I think that's kind of like, I can understand why a lot of people like think that just ghosting, like why that becomes their way of dealing with it. But it hurts the other person immensely more so than if you're just honest about, you know, if not feeling it, all you have to say is, uh, not feeling it by like, that's it. That's yeah, something. right. Like, and not interested. You don't necessarily owe anyone an explanation either. I mean, no, it's it, it's a it's definitely courteous to just be honest and and thorough. But at the end of the day, it's like you know you you don't owe anyone an explanation. But I feel like you owe somebody like just you 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 should honor somebody's like well being. Yeah. You know? Oh gosh. So. <laughs> We could talk about the dating apps and all the and all the. Um, I actually tried to be an ambassador for Bumble here. Really, Miami. really. I applied to it and I never got a response back. Oh, Bumble! You, but this what would are you be doing? a great city to like have Bumble ambassadors. Right. You got the queen bee right here, Bumble. What 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 are you doing? I don't understand. I would, you know, shut shit down. I know you would. I would love it, like mm. event planning and like socializing and just getting to meet new people connecting singles i love love so like yes bumble let's try to figure this thing out yes you heard it on the on the record here bumble so we can talk about dating apps all night all night but all night. um back on back on the subject of um what you were saying before so so you, wait what was that college possible uh, <laughs> i was like what yeah so so like growing up what made you feel like you know you like you grew up with the intention of like thinking you wanted to like work in education specifically with preparing um young underprivileged students go to school um I wanted to be a teacher since I was in like eighth grade or even younger than that. I was in a pre-college program. So like um, those people that were my my counselors per se or the teacher's aides or whatever they called them, um, those people I looked up to. And when I seen this opportunity open up, I was like, okay, well, I was a product of, I was a successful product of pre-college programming. Why not, why not give back? Mm -hmm. Also, I've like always worked with high schoolers. like. 
when I was in college, I worked like three week summer live-in camps where I was, they were pre-college programming, which was dope. Oh my gosh, I love them so much. Yeah. I did that this July will be my first July not working those since I started college. Oh wow. So like the summer of 13 to the summer of 18, every July I worked a three week live-in summer camp. Damn. Yeah, and those kids like, we get really, really close and um, they get so annoyed by us, but like they love us at the end and they are most definitely students that will be in my life forever. Yeah. I've worked with so many hundreds of students yeah. and they still reach out to me. Like some of, some of them I'm friends on Snapchat, like some I've seen that are like 21 now, which is like mind blowing. Yeah. Cause I'm like, when did you get that old? Um, but I didn't think, I didn't see this being my path. Um, you can't future plan like you can assume that you're gonna do something, but that might not be the necessary path I just want to do something where I don't I want to enjoy my job every day and I think working with high schoolers They are some of the most intriguing human beings I've ever met in my entire life going through some of the most difficult times of their lives yeah. Like trying to figure out who they want to be where they want to go in the future if college is an option for them one like one thing I do as a coach, my relationship building is the most important thing. Yes, we have goals and like things we need to get done, but like relationship building is the most important thing. Also, my students currently are the same age as my little brother, so it's mm -hmm. like their world kind of clashes or like not clashes, but like crashes into my world having someone the same age as them. Yeah, um, they keep me hip most definitely. Right. Say some of the most insane things like. There's been so many times I'm like, oh my god, I did not want to hear that. <laughs> oh my gosh, why are you talking about like those things to me? Like, oh god, right. <laughs> I cannot unhear that. Yeah. Oh, but that means that when they when they speak to me like um, somebody that they trust, they're going to speak and speak the way that they they interact with their friends. Mm -hmm. um, and I really enjoy the relationships I've built with my students. These students have been a part of the two most interesting, shapeable, I don't even know, these post two years post-college, like some of the most hard, difficult, like man, these two years have been something else. Like me trying to figure out what my path is and them helping me along the way. Yeah. Um, Gosh, they're phenomenal. So what about specifically about working with Milwaukee high school students like um, makes your job what it is? Like what makes you proud to be here doing what you do? My best friend went to Riverside. I met her in college. Her name is Regina, Shella Regina. Um, oh gosh, she's my best friend. <laughs> and um, she went to Riverside. She would kind of tell me about like her experiences in high school and stuff. And I was like, okay, like, if I can be friends with someone that was a product of MPS, of course I can work with students that are in MPS. Um, Milwaukee is a huge city. I've been working with students in MPS since that summer of 2013. Yeah. Like that was the first time I ever worked with students from, oh, and like I knew a lot of people from Milwaukee. A lot of people from Milwaukee go to Stevens Point. Like. Mm -hmm. Coming back and living in, I mean, coming to Milwaukee, because I'm not from Milwaukee, I'm from Beloit. Um, I see people that I know from Point all the time. Yeah. And it's crazy, because like, I'll go out with my friends, and then I'll be like, 
I wonder how long it's gonna take until I see somebody I know from right. Point. And like the other night, it was us walking down the street. Boom! One of my good friends from Point was going into Uglies. Uh, what do people typically go to Point for? Like, what are their programs? Natural Resources is a big one. They have a strong education school. Um, their business school is getting better. Um, speech and language pathology, they have a program that goes up to the doctorate level, which is super dope. Um, communication is strong. I like the, I like that program. I went there for education originally, so that was my big pushing force. Um, what else? Now they're starting to increase like the health and fitness aspects of it, so like dietetics. Uh, physical therapy stuff like that there's just like so much going on at that school mm -hmm. but natural resources it's a huge natural resources school that has like two satellite campuses oh, and wow. i know all this information because i was a student ambassador right. so i was like over here is this and over there yeah. is that hi my name is kelly price and i'm from public wisconsin <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i i really love that child but that's why a lot of people go to school there sure um so, um, so like, do you, I know, and I know that like, it's been a big conversation within, um, the Milwaukee sphere about how like MPS is severely underfunded education is like highly, um, it's just not, you know, it's just not prioritized to the extent that it should be. Mm -hmm. Um, what do you feel like MPS needs most right now from what you've seen? I think that MPS needs to have um, better support for their teachers and like the mental health aspect. Because if they're not, if teachers are not getting paid enough to survive, like it's going to affect their teaching. So like having more opportunities for for them to take care of themselves, mm -hmm. um, because that that directly influences how they teach their students. Yeah. So more stuff like that. I think that just needs to be like across the board in many professions, like like mental health support, because when a teacher is stretched to their limits, they can take that out on their students. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why I changed my major because I was not, I didn't know who I was. I couldn't teach anyone's kids if I didn't know who I was. But more mental health, more mental health help. Um, I don't know. I just like realize like each school is so different too. And I work in I work in an MPS school and an MPS charter, so like their funding is different. Yeah. But I still see like the toll it takes, like the mental toll it takes to teach that that many like that many students in the rigor that it has been. And this year was like really different because of all the snow days. So I've seen like, I've seen teachers stretched last year, but now they're being stretched a little bit more because they have to extend the school year. Mm -hmm. So mental health support is most definitely the most important thing because like, man, like give them, they are humans too. And I think a lot, I think in the teaching profession, like sometimes schools forget that like they're human beings mm -hmm. first before they're anything else. Yeah. And that like, they do deserve a break yeah of course they get like holiday breaks but that doesn't mean like i always remember like thinking back to like hearing in a movie or something where yes parents are parents but like teachers are your children's uh kind of like guardians are the people looking after your your kids eight hours a day mm -hmm. 
and like treat them treat them well and they'll reap the benefits of a strong education because those teachers are being supported well yeah. so it's a lot education is super so much is going on with it in Wisconsin specifically it was a, it's been a hot mess yeah I can't talk about my political affiliations if yeah, we talk about college possible because like college possible is in AmeriCorps. Hey, it's okay. That, so, is, that is okay. But, but I'm glad uh, Tony, you know, Tony's out here. He's like here. You know, we got a governor, a new one. But like to be in high school and see how much state agendas affect the teaching system. Like, and it doesn't just affect like high schools, like primary education. Like, yeah. Secondary education is affected specifically here in Wisconsin too. Like when I, I talk to my students about access to education, we I do I did ACT prep last year. Oh, don't get me started on the ACT. Um, Fuck the ACT. The dude. worst test. I got this a fucking same <clears throat> score twice. So I paid extra money to take it that second time. That shit was so it's not, lame. It's not made for everyone. And like, as I approached my students in teaching them ACT prep, I talked to them about access and education. I said, because of funding and access and education, schools will set up ACT prep in a different way. At, this, at one high school I was working at, I was the one teaching them ACT prep. I was the only one teaching them ACT prep as rigorous as I was. At my other high school, it's instituted in their curriculum. Yeah. So they they were doing ACT prep at the end of the day and then coming to session after school and doing more ACT prep. So it's all about ac access and education because it's that money. Man, money makes everything go wrong. But yeah. I'm, I'm just hoping it, get, it gets better here in Wisconsin because Wisconsin has phenomenal teachers. And the teachers that they put out at the institutions here are phenomenal too. And they just need to be supported better. Like, yeah. I, shout outs to teachers because yeah. I know I still maybe when I'm like settled in the future I might go to become a teacher but like I don't think that's my path anymore I'm trying to be out here you know being a doctor <laughs> yeah maybe becoming a chancellor one day uh shit I I will uh totally endorse you as a chancellor Man, imagine science. that. Yeah. Right. Representation is so important yeah. in education. Totally. Mm -hmm. Amen. So, um, think, um, Man. I definitely, like, I think a really important uh, thing you touched on was how teachers are human beings, too. And that, that reminds me of, like, workplaces I've either been in or I've seen and employees are just treated like objects you know they're treated so expendably they're treated like their their feelings and and um basic and emotions are just like secondary to their job like where it's like they're only they're viewed merely as just functional versus the fact that like they're a unique human being that has wants and needs and they needed to be that needs to be respected um, but when you have such a, like, um, but, but when you, but when workplaces are structured where, like, you know, where it becomes very, like, not necessarily, like, hierarchical because, like, people do have to have, like, certain positions yeah. for, like, a workplace to run efficiently, but it's where it becomes, like, like, 
or people aren't valued for who they are. Like, they're not just valued for what they bring to that workplace. Because like you said, Wisconsin has a lot of really great teachers. Mm -hmm. And, you know, workplaces wouldn't be what they are. They wouldn't be a thriving, well-oiled machine if it weren't for, you know, like in restaurants, like the people that are, you know, flipping burgers in the back, the people that are... You know, um, washing the dishes like me, yeah. um, or the people, or the people that are, or the custodians that are cleaning up everyone's messes that are making the place look spick Which and span. Which are the coolest people? At yeah, the like, and hey, they get to <laughs> fucking have their headphones in at work and shit. Like they, they get a lot of time to themselves. Like custodians, I'm sure, find ways to have fun. But, but that's that's the thing. It's like workplaces need to really emphasize somebody for who they, they need to like really truly value their employees because workplace would be nothing without them mm -hmm. and if if employees are being treated expendably or they're treated like you know they aren't valued va yeah yeah valued or just that their feelings don't matter as long as you know they're just doing that they're there to do their job, then it's the entire system's gonna suffer. Mm -hmm. um, so we have to take care of our teachers. We have to take care of all of our low-income workers. Um, I think that that goes for you know a lot of people our age too that are struggling to make a living, you know, paying bills and shit. Like, this adulting thing is oh my god! <laughs> I know. It's terrifying. Yeah, it's. It's it is terrifying, but you just like we we our generation just makes it work. Yeah, I see, and that's the thing is I I actually people there's some people that are hopeless, mm -hmm. but I I happen to be very optimistic about what our generation and what our forward-thinking progressive causes are working towards. I think that we will have a bright future. Like, I mean, we have to get Trump out of the office first, but I know you can't can you say anything. Can I you believe it? next year is 2020? Yeah, right? I, I, it's it's crazy. Like, it, 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 like, thankfully, like, his presidency has been going by pretty fast, but I know you can't talk politics, but I, I will. You do. You um, do you. But I think that we... I, I think that like you know change will come because these issues are being shed light on with more and more voices by day. Yeah. Um, and Gosh, yeah, and um, the more people that rally and get behind it, then that's how change happens. That's how change is. That's where we see action. So um, yeah, we have like a real lot of really strong like um, just just a lot of strong. Like workers' rights movements and um, you know education, uh, pe people that you know rally around education. We see a lot of that in Milwaukee. Mm -hmm. So you know, hopefully, like you know, I'm just hoping that the people running the show are listening to them right now. Uh, it's yeah, education. Oh, I could like I've had so many conversations with people about education, cause like. What I've realized being an outsider coming into Milwaukee is the people's negative perceptions of the education system here. Like, man, one school I work at, 
is a language high school. Literally, they go from language elementary schools to this language middle high school. Like, they're learning languages for so many years, which it's the only language high school here in Milwaukee. And, like, that is, I think my students are absolutely brilliant. Like, and I just, I just hope, I wish that, I just, I just hope there's more educators that feel like they can empower their students to just be the best humans that they can be. And like, it was so, this, this year has been such an interesting year. And like, I've had students that didn't come and see me because they thought that because they weren't planning on going to college that like, I wasn't going to help them. Mm-hmm. And that really sucks. <laughs> Cause like my goal as a coach has always been, hey, come and talk to me if you need anyone to talk to. Yeah. Like you are doing great. I'm proud of you. I'm so proud of all my students, no matter what they do, as long as they're happy. And you don't know if their parents or their family are telling them that, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like, I think as our generation and the generation um, behind us, compare they are like comparison each generation is getting worse and worse and i think once students start feeling like they can be supported as an individual instead of being compared to each other i think that's when education will change yeah when you when students feel like they're being like somebody believes in that they're going to achieve the best that they possibly can dealing with the situations that they're dealing with in their life Mm -hmm. because like each student i try to approach Working with them as like, I have no clue what you're dealing with at home, but I know I'm here for the time, for this time being, so you can utilize me as a resource. Like that student that doesn't plan on going to college, I was like, make a LinkedIn profile. Do some networking. Networking is excessively important. Mm -hmm. Go out there and do that networking. Cause like, no one will know that you are passionate about this certain thing unless you're networking. I said, follow me on follow me on LinkedIn. Look on the look at the careers of people I'm connected with. I'll endorse you. <laughs> like these skills, like send me your resume, like I can help you. So I don't know. Students need to be supported, teachers need to be supported. It's all intermingled, it's all connected. Yeah. And like the more students are supported, the more teachers are supported, the more students will can be supported and the better students we can put out into the world that are doing wonderful things. Like there's endless opportunities. They just want, they just, like students just need to feel like somebody is actually gonna support the decisions that they're making. That's it. Yeah, really. I think <laughs> like, that that's why a lot of people just, they, uh, they um, abandon these uh, alternative plans of like how to be happy and successful. They, it causes them to, you know, fall back and, and uh, just not chase after it and just, well, it's it's because they don't feel like people are going to support them. So um, we're really grateful, or excuse me, we're really thankful to be in Milwaukee's creative scene because... These kids are popping. These, so these students are about to be us, like, yeah, in the future. <laughs> so, like, in Milwaukee just has so much love for all the... For, like, it's our own community has a lot of love for everybody being true to themselves in the way that they see fit and not what. Hi, Taylor. God, this fucking light. <laughs> there we go. Okay, see so in my face. Um, Taylor. Um, 
You're on one. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> um, Taylor, what keeps you up at night? Um, the lack of love and compassion that people can have for one another. It's beautiful. It's <laughs> so sweet. Uh, what puts you to sleep? Um, having that love and compassion. Having that love and compassion <laughs> and uh, knowing and hoping that I wake up the next day to be able to continue living my life. I love that. That's such a positive <laughs> outlook. I can't wait to wake up and be thankful for another day. Just doing, being simply me. Well, you're fucking amazing and you're fucking it up. I wish everybody, or at least more people, had like your outlook in life and just all of the positive, you know, just beautiful energy that is to just, as you say, live their best life. Living my best life. Yeah, thank you for being on the show. Yeah! Yeah, so, yes. last thoughts on education. Uh, anything you got to say? Um, support the teachers because you are a student at a point in time. And you don't, you will never forget that teacher that actually gave a shit about you. Oh. Shout out to Miss Pepe because that was my, that was my lady from high school. Yeah. All the beautiful, wonderful, like, female teachers I've had in my life that have supported me. And just been themselves. Mm -hmm. Shout out to them because they are the reason why I'm a boss. So, right now. Right. Yeah. In the future. Look at this. Um, yeah. And also remember if you work, if you're in a workplace and you have a boss and you don't make that much money, remember that you. You fucking matter for what you're doing. You affect your workplace. You affect it whether you realize it or not. And it wouldn't be what it is without you. So thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. We'll see you next time.